Hello, lovely hogs. Andrew here, and we are so excited to bring Trusty Hogs Live all over the world. Yes, as you listen to this, we have one date left in Australia at the Sydney Factory Theatre. That is on the 27th of April. And then we are back in the Northern Hemisphere with Dublin. Yes, we are so excited to come to Ireland for the first time. We're bringing Trusty Dogs Live to the Laughter Lounge on the 4th of June. Tuesday the 4th of June in Dublin, there's going to be an Irish history lecture from Helen. There's going to be drunken karaoke. There's going to be problem solving. All sorts of chaos. All the usual. It is not to be missed. Make sure you get your tickets early because we are expecting to sell out. Trustyhogs.com forward slash tour for all the tickets and info that's Dublin on the 4th of June then we are into July with Bristol Brighton Edinburgh in August London at the Clapham Grand on the 16th of October and then we close out our tour in Manchester on the 6th of November so make sure you go to trustyhogs.com forward slash tour get your tickets quick because some of these are already sold out Uh, some of them are very nearly there and we cannot wait to see you Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hello, how are you? Welcome to episode seven. Now, we're having to do an extra intro to this because I'll be honest with you, we didn't do a proper intro on episode seven. I honestly don't know how we're going to discuss this. I'll explain. I kindly, I think, brought in my pears from my odd box. Correct. For the gang. Which was sweet. It was a nice treat, a nutritious treat. Yes, I brought them. I thought, let's have some pears when we're between podcasts. Now, Helen ate one in a ladylike fashion. Um, and then she sneezed. Andrew, am I getting this right? She sneezed with a mouthful of pear. Yes. And the pear ended And your up mouth is open when you sneeze. Not necessarily <laughs> In general. And then the pear ended up on her face, <laughs> mainly in her eyebrow. I don't know what happened. And so, like the pear tickled something inside of me. And so we then went to... It hit the microphone, I think, and, or your hand. No, you no, hit your hand. It, hit, it looked like I was high-fiving and there was pear my pear back, back into my... Yeah. <laughs> and then I tried to start the podcast, but I was so distracted by how much stuff was because in Because I brow. have such a pear-y complexion <laughs> that the pear, it was really hard to identify what was pear, what was bogey, what was just skin. Uh, <laughs> it was a nightmare. So anyway, we didn't do a proper intro, so this is it. Welcome to episode seven. Uh, it's as disgusting as it sounds. I hope you enjoy it. I think it gets classy after that. It doesn't. It doesn't. It doesn't. No. <laughs> Well, we had Darren Harrier on. We had, we had such a good chat with him. It I just said, kept on going. I just said we had, we had Darren Harriet on. Also, the chat peters out at one point. It fades. And then you can get the rest of the chat on Patreon. And it's patreon.com forward slash trusty hogs. Yes, yeah. you can find us there. And uh, and please do, because the rest of the chat with Darren was really interesting. Um, and yeah, let's. And I don't sneeze at all in the extras. I don't, I don't think. I don't know. Oh. I don't know. <laughs> oh, we can only hope. I'm going to enjoy day. episode seven. Yay! Through the fog, step forth the trusty hogs. Yeah, you're going to give them your problems and they will solve them. Or maybe they won't. And that's your problem. They'll have guests. Trusty hugs, trust the trusty hugs on 
God. <laughs> Jesus. What is the need? Just that lack of preparedness. And I am leading this episode. What is the need? So that was amazing. What do you have in your eyebrow? Oh, my God. I sneezed. Is it pear? I think it's pear. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you got all the pear oh, out of your eyebrow. <laughs> Tell you what, if you're eating a pear and you sneeze, you will get splashback. <laughs> I thought I'd contained it all. Turns out it wasn't contained because I thought there was nothing coming out, but it went straight back up. to. That reminds me of when I got so drunk. I um, I was chatting with this guy at a party and it was that level of drunk where you're like, oh, we're really connecting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And we're like, kind of like opening up our childhoods, but in the way that you do in your early 20s where you're like, this means we're in love. Yeah, yeah, Instead yeah. of it being Trauma just bonding like... bonding means we must have sex. Yes, 100%. And then I, I was so wasted that I was like really close to vomit time. But I also yeah. was old enough to believe that I was in control of when sure. vomit time came. Sure, sure. And we were chatting and I coughed and I was like trying to cough like a little like like a, a baby bird. So I was like yeah. <clears throat> so put my hand up. I vomited with such force <gasps> into my hand. I high five my own stick and it straight back into my Helen, face. No. And you know when your brain goes, the show must go on. So I continued with the conversation while just like wiping myself down, like, oh so you're from Suffolk. Like, no, was- no, 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 you didn't! You didn't! Because it wasn't like a chunky stick, it was a very liquidy very Helen. liquidy vibe. Also, oh, just to be clear, you thought you were getting really deep and you'd gotten as far as you're from Suffolk. <laughs> no, no, no. Just to be clear. I had got deep. I had been like, um, like you know, like my dad's never hugged me and like really getting into it. And then obviously he hadn't had a chance yet. Yeah. Like, when you're talking about your childhood, it's all well and good until they start talking about their childhood. And it's like, we're not done yet. And it was just, I don't know. I think it's such a rare thing to high five one's own sick. It kind of feels meta. Yeah, that is a profound twist on what is truly disgusting and basic AF. Um, But proud of you. Proud that you've grown to the woman you have. But then to get to 30 and do it with pear. You're just sneezing some pear on your eyebrows. (laughs) You're basically, you've made it. Uh, Hello. Did Hollywood call? She's a star. She's ready to go. She's a fully formed lady. (laughs) You know what? It makes me super relatable and kooky. I think that's why the people are just sort of like, Helen's so relatable because like we've all sneezed pear onto our face. Right. And that's what we want from our female comedians. Like we don't want us to be ambitious or strong or together even though we are together we've got our shit together we like to joke that i don't i fucking do Uh, where'd you get the pair from my odd box from your odd box what i have but if we say that that we're together people will freak out being like how do we connect with them so we've got to do things like um, how does we adult how do we walk down street without anything awful happening and we have to be pathetic so that's why i sneezed up that pair my stand-up's really good that's so beautiful yeah that's my main vein of stand-up at the moment it's like but like what is what is life guys because all my friends are getting married and but the thing I'm is not but the thing, the thing is, i'm not and i don't understand it because like what even crazy. is i don't think yeah you're right that's i mean pretty good stuff and mm-hmm. unfortunately that is an entire brand of american stand-up com- comedy oh she's oh, being a little shady everyone's bit. brand she's of stand-up a comedy she's a shady little bit just confused as to like how life works it's episode seven 
of Trusty Hall. Is that actually? Well, I think so, but we've gotten the numbers wrong so many times. I know. Is it seven, Andrew? Oh, the man checked. Yes, e- episode That's seven. That's really sad. That Yay. is so sad that we had to check with Andrew. Check you asked. You talked to me. Andrew, are you eating another orange? Uh, we need another one. This is my Don't you God, dare God, shame him! No, I want him to eat it. I want him to eat it. I'm glad. Oh, that's good. One. No, my point Andrew, is... Andrew, little I... hint here. If you feel a sneeze coming on whilst you're eating that orange, don't put your Close hand your up. Mouth. Just let it go straight out over the laptop. I don't have hay fever because it's not real. Oh my God, Helen's going to flip the lid. So Andrew doesn't think a hay fever is real. Both Helen and I have hay fever, so we beg to differ. And um, I am what I'd call an OG hay fever sufferer as far as I had it before everyone got it. And it's like dyslexia, you know how like there's people who have it and there's people who suddenly got it in their 20s and got a free laptop, but it's like we managed to get into uni, so it's clearly not that bad. It's the whole you thing. you know that people with dyslexia can get into uni because you can be intellectually completely I know but I always assume that everyone's dyslexia is the same as mine which means academically cannot perform full stop oh okay that's just why I assume like no one can read how do they read the exam questions Uh, (laughs) how I mean a lot of okay you know what we don't have time Um, this is episode 7 how welcome to episode (laughs) 7 of Trusty Hogs thank you for being here thank you for coming back remember when you're sneezing or you feel a vomit coming on hands down let it out straight out wow straight out I mean it depends on the context and maybe go to something that will recede carry a tissue yeah also if you're Helen carry a tissue at all times I know but I was making a point with a sneeze you were but also it's kind of cute watching you pick out pear out of your eyebrow and nose yeah (laughs) you know you're kind of adorable and Um, for the um, people watching on YouTube uh, look to see if there's any more pear on my face if you find a piece we'll send you a mug yeah (laughs) well we know we can't afford we actually can't afford that many mugs to a wipe down oh my god I'll pay for the mug if you find another piece on my face okay great but it might be a spot I will tell. Yeah, don't circle it unless you're sure. Um, (laughs) Please. Andrew, it's episode seven. And actually, you kind of touched on something that I did want to talk to you about because um, I know we're not exactly a serious pod and I don't mean to get too serious, but... um, Are you okay? Oh, I'm fine. No, but you were talking about how, like, it's like, how do you adult? But I actually think, like, we've both been talking about this a little bit in our stand-up, but I'm more like, how do you woman at this point? I'm, I'm sorry to be this guy, but, like... I'm so tired of feeling unsafe. Do you feel unsafe all the time? I go through waves of it. I wouldn't say that I'm constantly in a state of alert that I feel like some people are, but I feel like I would benefit from being more in that state of alert. I don't know. It's a really tiring, tense place to be. It is. I am. The reason I know this this is going to sound really weird, but I've been having really bad back trouble and really bad, like my foot, my feet keep getting really, really tense and I can't relax I can't unfurl and it's literally I think I'm just tense all the time from walking to and from gigs and being in the world and listening to like the amount of crap women are going through and then just being like oh I don't know how to I don't know how to feel safe anywhere I think it's it's knowing that like we're not safe at any time but with winter coming in it's darker a lot more of the the time you do you're more aware of it a hundred percent yeah we're going to gigs in the dark never mind coming back from the gigs Mm -hmm. in the dark and sometimes you're going very far out of town Mm -hmm. and you know you're by yourself and I'm desperately trying to learn to drive because I think that will make me marginally safer getting to and from tour gigs a hundred percent but I I don't drive but I have this fear of it because do you remember this is like 15 years ago so you would have been really young andrew and i don't know if there's a thing in ireland but we kept on getting would i be really young about <laughs> i'd have been really young you'd have been this and i'd have been really young you'd have been about my age. and i'd have been really young but like there was this thing about like people leaving prams in the middle of the road 
So you'd stop and pull over because you think there's a baby in it, move to the other road, and then someone would get in your car. And it probably happened once, but the way that we were told it at yeah. school made it sound like it happened a million times. Yeah. So I was like, you have to run over the baby, but it's a risk. <laughs> it's such a Brilliant. risk. Helen's like, I'm just going to drive through the pram. That fear that someone's going to get in the back of your car. It's like ghost stories, but like they Why do happen. Why you just lock your door and not run over the baby? What do you mean? Why don't you just lock your door? And then not run over the baby. So get out, lock the door behind you, go and see if there's a baby in there. Well, yeah. And then move it to the side of the road. Yeah. But then happens if someone attacks you because they know you're going to stop. Or can you you not drive around the baby? I know, but then happens if there is a baby in there and you've just driven around it. It's like, it's one of those... Have you, did you ever hear about this? Yeah, it's sort of like the dead dog in the suitcase thing, isn't it? What? What's that thing like everyone's town has that story about like uh, someone's dog died and then they put it in a suitcase and then they they accidentally picked up the wrong suitcase at a train station. Just Someone no, just had nobody a... else this had this. <laughs> That's 100% just fleas. But just to circle back, could you do like a drive up to the prom? Could you drive up and like lower your window and go, hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. So then your cat calling, your cat calling a possible baby from your car. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Hey. Bose. Bose. Hey, baby. That's exactly what I'm suggesting. Can you not just do that? Yeah, probably. But that was like a thing. It was a thing that we all heard about. Wow. And we were like, oh, shit. Okay, that's something to remember when we're learning how to drive. is the moral of your story that like, what do you do? Okay. What do you do? I don't know, but we haven't come up with that. We haven't done that lesson yet. I don't know if it. I have a moral to my story. Okay. You'll probably do it like in driving theory um, exam or something. I don't oh know when gosh, it comes I up. Oh my gosh, I have that soon, so I hope not. <gasps> okay, I'll let you know if it's on the theory test. I'll let you know what I decide. Do you in imagine the moment. if it is, like, and the question has like a set into it, like Helen Bowers walking down the street in Fleet, Hampshire. <laughs> <as a prom. laughs> driving, driving, driving. Then. Oh yeah, shit. Come on, Helen, give yourself some credit. <sighs> you're right. Oh, wow. You're right. So what I'm saying is that you're driving to be safer but you never know when there's going to be a pram discarded in the middle of the road That's so true and so best true. thing you can do what we were told is actually lock all the doors call the police ah. but then also how much do we trust the pigs not at all how uh, much do we fucking trust the pigs your own question there yikes oh, what about hailing a so, bus so what you do is you stay in your car you lock all the doors and you call your local stagecoach yeah <laughs> Because that is the answer to all women's problems. Just hail a goddamn book. Holy fucking shit. But yeah, I know what, what you mean. I'm not in? feeling the safest, but I wouldn't I say I live in a constant state of alert. Yeah. But then it does give me a shock every now and again. When I'm like, oh shit, like fuck, yeah. there's someone there. And I'm yeah. very jumpy. Yeah. Very naturally jumpy on the street. And I've seen people notice it because like, if someone's coming up behind me, I'm like, oh. See, I think I grew up in a household that was like, always be alert, always be terrified. And this was before, like, I was an adult woman who was allowed out in the evenings. It was mm-hmm. like, it was like, if you're going to an airport, there's going to be pickpocketers. If you go to the park, there's going to be pickpocketers. If you go uh-huh. to the shopping center, there's going to be pickpocketers. If you are um, driving, anybody could stick their hand in the window and grab your phone. If you are parked, you, somebody at a red light, somebody could open the door and grab your handbag. Um if you are going swimming, bring your things in a waterproof bag and just swim along with them in case somebody steals them from your locker. Like it was an intense See, what's house. What's mad to me is that you grew up in that house and then you don't like true crime. I hate true crime. I do not understand your obsession with this. Like, I actually don't understand how it's genius, right? So like women are the majority, major, like 
the majority of the victims in these stories that you see depicted on, on, on in podcasts and on um, television shows. And I don't understand how we are also the biggest audience for it. Because it's like, okay, it's always us. We're always the victims. It reminds me of how petrified we have to be at all times. And also... Women tell me two things. One, that they listen to it because it helps them figure out what they would do in that situation. Yeah, comfort of knowledge. Absolute nonsense, right? Because you can't make yourself stronger than you are. You, you can't, can't plan your reflex. Yeah, Exactly, yeah, yeah. right? And But if anything, it just makes me more petrified of even more scenarios in which I should be scared. But the other thing is, it's like the world has gone, huh, male violence is inevitable. Female victims are ubiquitous and also inevitable. I guess we can never solve for the patriarchy. So what do we do? What do we do? What do we do? Hey, why don't we sell the other women popcorn? And they can just watch. But that's what it is. And what? I don't know why I'm so into it. And there I is a level it. of like comfort of knowledge. And I do feel like I have that as far as being like, okay, so like these things are happening and I am more prepared in that way. Also, like it's that tragedy thing. I think we all seek it out in lots of things that we listen and watch. Like it's outsourcing tragedy. Isn't so, your life hard enough? Don't you have tragedy in your own thing, life? Life is tragic enough. Everyone's life is tragic enough. There's enough hardships in it. And there's something about <sighs> seeking out something that's so removed from me because I have luckily touch wood had any murders in my lifetime so it's like a removal from the fact that like my mum hasn't called me back in a week you know (laughs) true trauma I mean real trauma I ain't shitting on um, murder podcasts I respect the genre I I love crime junkie I, oh, I haven't listened to it. It's obviously. the best one. It's from by Ashley Flowers and her friend called Brit. And every week Ashley tells her a story about like a, a famous murder yeah. or a murder that has happened recently that hasn't had enough attention so she can get it out there in yeah. the press. And um, her friend always acts so shocked. <laughs> She's like, and this is a story about so-and-so's murder. And Brit's like... <gasps> No, and it's like they're on like season twenty or something, it's like, How are you and she's talking? still just terrified every single week. I really respect the genre. I mean, as you know, I previously had a podcast about love. Yes, you did, and relationships. Yes, you did. The audacity! Uh, one season, um, because uh, we, we broke up. Watch, and um, and I, you know, I think the smart woman backs. Like banks on male violence and not their own love lives. You know, like it's a, it's a sensible genre that will go on forever. No one's going to make those women wind That's up. There's the so many stories. Yeah, there's the ones from history. We'll never stop being murdered. It seems so pretty never, reliable. Never, never. Also, mm. I do. I will say this for the murder podcasts. They are doing more of like recent stories which haven't been solved, and it does help get the word out there. Yeah. Which oh, is amazing. I think they I mean, I totally, I just, I personally can't listen to murder after murder after murder after murder of women. I listen to it as I men. go to sleep. That is how I wind down from my that, day. To me, that's like, you're a psychopath. No, I know. Like, Clem- But I read the psychopath test oh, and I'm not. Your name. But like, my girlfriend also watches yeah. these horrific, horrific documentaries. And then it's just like, should we make dinner? And I'm like, ha, what, what is wrong with you? How does your stomach not like... Isn't not enough? It's what do you so? Think? I listened to the Amanda Knox, but don't you um, think it's made us immune to crime trauma? junkie last night as I fell asleep, as I went into a soothing, restful night on my Simba mattress. You, <laughs> <laughs> you don't think it makes us like weirdly immune to trauma? We're just like, yep, that's the inevitable na- nature of being a woman. Yeah, but in the I world. read Jacqueline Wilson growing up, so I've always yeah, thought same, trauma as like same. my sort of like outsourcing. Jacqueline thing. Wilson just 
made eating disorders seem so cool. Oh, bipolar moms. Oh, my oh, God. being found in a bin at birth. Just like uh, totally normal stuff. Yeah, sure, we should give that to the kids. Find wow. me in a bin, mom. Why did you have me in hospital and then keep me? Oh, uh, what <laughs> a my bad life mom. sucks. Um, and I think it's the same with murder podcasts. You're listening to them going like... <laughs> No, I want everyone to be looking for me for a week. Helen, like, I, I don't no. know what is wrong with me. So, like, you know, no, you know Helen, when you leave no, at night you don't and really everyone's want like, text me when you get home safe. Let me know that you get home, okay? Let yeah. Me know, let me know. I mean, usually I'm the and one some, saying that. You say that. Track me. I say to my friends as well. I think it's a full reflex that we all have. Of course, to be like, and everybody. Sh- let me know that you are okay on your journey and text me when you get home safe. We and have I know to, I, but I you should. should do I know it. I should. I know I should. However, have you ever just waited? To see if they follow up and check in. To what, see like if not, they really not let care. them know you got home? Let them know. But just let's see how concerned they really are. <gasps> so I have a couple of friends Helen. who are quite media savvy and like true crime. Helen. And part of me feels like if I went missing, they're more likely to start a podcast called Where's Helen Bauer than they are to call the police. Wow. Savage. And all I want to know is <laughs> if they did that podcast. I think their first port of call wouldn't be the Uber or the bus that took me home, but it would be my local chicken shops <laughs> to get CCTV. So they, know you. so they know you. And be like, oh, it's all blurry. We can't figure out. Can we just see the receipts of order? Oh, yeah, no, that's 100% her. <laughs> Five fillet burgers and chips. Did she say she was uh, meeting people at home? Yeah, yeah, 100% yeah, that's yeah, her. Yeah, yeah, that's our girl. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh. you should message your friends when you go home. You should be safe. Yeah. Do test your friendships, though. Absolutely. <laughs> That's my message. Oh, hey, and if you're a man listening to this podcast, do better, be better. You can help improve the world. And I tell you what's world. also really annoying is that, like, we are scared on the streets, and it's such a shame because walking home in the wintertime is such a fun thing to do when be. you're it not scared. Be. You know when you've got, like, headphones in, power ballad on, and you're, yeah. like, in a fucking music video? Yeah, it like, should be. that should be one of life's pleasures, and instead you're, like, half Celine Dioning it, and then there's a shadow, and you're like, oh, fucking die! Yeah. Oh, fucking yeah. die! Yeah, 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 yeah. And yeah. it's like, I get that Celine's songs do add to the atmosphere. <laughs> I would like to be walking along to Celine Dion and not have my possible murder happen until yeah. the song is finished. Right? Right? Yeah. Let's have a little music interval. Honestly. It's all coming back to me now. Murder. <laughs> break. And then let's come back in for a bit of Titanic. Is it too much to ask? Um, but yeah, that's just been bothering me this week. But I mean, it's bothering me every week. So, Kel, Sabrina. Do you have a tracker on your phone so your friends can see where you're at? No, but I, I'm so tired. I don't think we should... I don't think I should have to be bloody well tracked. It's, it's like the tediousness and the nature, the burdensome nature of which we're like, I totally women should mean. solve for this. Like, no, I, I don't. And I don't know that it would save me if I did, but I'm like, I just I just want... Oh, so do you know what it is? Is I was walking to a gig yesterday, so I left my house at so about... Said, like, um, this advice is also for men. Please do get trackers on your phones and task your friends to text them when they get home safe. Yeah, and make sure... It's not all just on women. Yeah. But so we... um, Or don't get a tracker on your phone and just like don't be intimidating on the streets. (gasps) Tell you what you do need to have though, which I've learned from murder podcasts. We all need to make an If I Go Missing file, which is like a little document which you should leave accessible for your housemate, which just in case you do ever go missing, has like all of your records on it, your passwords for things, your phone contract, so they can easily find ways because that's how people lose out in investigations is trying to like find out their details of their bank and all of that sort of stuff and like what were they paying where were they asked to use it you can leave that all in a file (gasps) 
and leave it with a loved one or a housemate so that there is constant access to it. That's quite smart. So also so people can see you like private messages on Facebooks and like yeah, all of that yeah, sort yeah, of yeah, stuff. Yeah. Um, access to your dating apps because then because you've got like smart. such a small amount of time. Oh, it's not me. It was a podcast. And I was like, yeah, that's a fun. You know what? One of the things you hear, you're like, that's a genius idea. I still haven't done it. It's no, been no, about but a year. Quite, no, but it, like in the same way that like people keep telling us to save and we're like yeah okay we'll get around it like 100 percent. but no if i go missing file but we should do that okay interesting i got such Um, an itchy nose also maybe i think just talking about murder maybe a reason to get you to make that file would be that you could also make a list of people you're willing to have make the podcast about your miss you're being missing and people you're not willing to have make (gasps) it like she put in writing she doesn't want your that's the thing if i went missing i'd want someone like fun to do the podcast but i wouldn't want them to be like so much fun that we don't do like a sort of like and she's still out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Helen, if you're listening to this, come home, honey. We all love you. Yeah. Whatever it is, yeah. we can fix this together. You know who I actually think would be great? Who? Sandy Toxvig. Oh, my God, No, yeah. is that what you were thinking? No, 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 okay, no, wait, no, 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 no. I was thinking Anne Bauer. My mum? Yeah. Could you imagine my mum doing a podcast if I went missing? I think yeah, no, would, I could. I could. I really could. I really could. I could imagine And her. it wouldn't even have my name and it'd be called Anne Bauer's Daughter's Missing. Yeah. Hosted by <laughs> Anne Bauer. <laughs> Special guest, my ballet teacher, Val. That's amazing. Whereas I feel like if I went missing, you would do the podcast. Um, whereas Andrew would actually look for me. Yeah, I think that's looking in two different ways, though, isn't it? Because I'd be like, because I feel like you would go missing, but the paper trail would be quite easy to follow. Why? Because you only go a certain amount of places. Like, you don't go out, you don't get drunk. If we wanted to see where you last <laughs> were, it'd be at a gig. That's so rude. I'm just a boring workaholic who has no fun. You're a real intense workaholic. I'm aware of how that sounded now. <laughs> I actually am. I feel like I'd be able to I find am. you. Well, there's a lot to be said for being boring, and it's that when you die, there'll only have been three places. You and then if you been. weren't gigging, it's so easy. We just go to yours, and you'll be baking, and be yeah. one of your baking nights. <laughs> but like, oh yeah, sorry, Catherine's fine. She was making a coolie. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow, it's such a dire indictment of my existence, but it's also so utterly fair. Oh no, Catherine went on a spontaneous trip in a car. As if Catherine spontaneously <laughs> went abroad. Like, could you imagine? <laughs> Like, we'd oh. find you. We'd find you. Yeah, you'd find me. That's oh, a good thing. So now give me the passwords to your no, social media. You don't need <laughs> I want to see your fucking talking to. So bleak. Good Lord. I um, I do think that... Uh, but seriously, if any of our listeners out there are missing at the moment, let us know and we'll fucking find you. Oh God, yeah, let us know. We could make this like trusty hogs trail pigs. Like that a, was like good. Truffle pigs that, that, yeah. that stuff out, yeah. Trusty hogs, truffle pigs. Oh my god, hunting pigs, hunting pigs, hunting pigs. And we can hunt. We so I think you have to more find pear. You out. Do I have more pear? I think you might have more pear. I got the itchiest nose. It's gone now. It's it could gone. be snot. Oh, you can't tell the difference. I found it. Don't, don't, don't. Please don't do whatever you're uh, going to do. Okay, thank God. I was like, please, how are you going to find out? Please, God, how are you going to find out? Please don't put that in your mouth. Sweet Jesus. I'm so disgusting. Andrew, I got power everywhere. <laughs> I got power. You know what? That's a good thing. If I go missing, follow the uh, trail of pear. Yeah. <laughs> follow, follow this trail of snotty little pear pieces. Yeah, probably. On the floor. <laughs> and you'll probably find me at the back of a McDonald's going, it's my first time here. It's my first time here. I've never been here before. <laughs> I wanted to see what was on the menu. I didn't know it was going weird menu. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm um, 
fucking in the corner. My first ever Big Mac. I don't know what it is. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, have, have you ever done that where someone's like surprise caught you eating? I think caught yes. like it's a bad thing oh to do. Oh my God. The worst that time that this ever happened to me was I was doing the double on at the comedy store. Yeah. You know, we do the early show and the late show and yes. between it there's very little time. Yeah. And um, do you order food from the kitchen there and eat it in the back? Oh, you're smart. No, I am. Um, you went to Bubba Gum Shrimp. No. No. <laughs> We do not have similar lives. I went to fast food M&M chain. Oh, f- five guys. No, Leon. And um, oh, they're not the same life. Natural fast food chain, uh, Leon. And I went in and I just ordered waffle fries, but two things of them um, because nice, I nice. just wanted some comforting potato. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I am who I am. Anyway, I'm there shoveling. And I mean shoveling. Yeah, yeah. when you're waffles. not chewing, you're just swallowing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm absolutely pounding these waffle fries into myself. And I was wearing the same dress I wore on Roast Battle. But obviously I didn't have Cringe. my hair. I didn't have my hair and makeup done in the same way because it wasn't done professionally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I look like kind of the same girl, but with such full cheeks. <laughs> and this man walks over from this table of four, frankly, good looking men, holds the photo up to my face and goes, and this is how shit I look comparative to how I look when, I, when somebody else does my hair and makeup. He went, is this you? Oh, God. So I had to chew for quite some time, then swallow, then swallow again because my mouth was dry and then say, um, uh, yeah, but I'd, I'd had my hair and makeup Oh, done. my God. <laughs> and I honestly wanted to die. Holy shit. It was mortifying. Also, um, it... Sorry, you tell me about one time that you were interrupted. No, but why is it so mortifying? I have the same reaction. Like, if I'm... So, like, obviously we eat a lot by ourselves because we're, yeah. like, out in the evening or out No, town. it wasn't mortifying because I was by myself. It was mortifying because somebody was holding up a photo of me from a television show, which should have been, like, a peak moment, whilst I put fistfuls of crisscrossed potatoes down my own gullet, like, forcing them down so I could get more at the like front a pelican. of my mouth. Yeah. And then I had to be like, yeah, that's me. That was what was mortifying about it. I feel like I still panic, like, even if it's just... Like and the other comics come in and I'm like that half through a burrito. I'm like, oh hi guys, hi. I don't yeah. know what's so what I'm doing. Yeah. Like, how did this get here? <laughs> I don't even like food. I'm scared of it. I'm scared of it. Like, I don't no, know. No, you're what right. It is. You're right. I think maybe as a childhood of secret eating and like trying to pretend that I'm not yeah. hungry. Yeah. That yeah. like it's like br- like brainwashed into me. So like if yeah. I'm like backstage and someone else comes in and I'm like eating, I'm like, oh oh, oh I'm, I'm, I'm disgusting. Oh yeah. what, what a stupid bitch. Yeah yeah like, yeah yeah. It's yeah. so weird. Yeah. yeah yeah yeah. I also feel like and I don't have that reaction to wanking. Good for you, girl. Like, good for you. You know what I mean? Do you wank in the green room too? Like if, if you gotta time, stop it. You gotta me. stop it. No, but like if no, I was just like, in bubble shrimps. If I'm at home having a wank in my room, I mean that's I'm with Sunil, but like if Emma came home and I was having a wank, I'd be like, I'm wanking, don't come up. Like I'm in my room, but like yeah. she like walks in. Yeah. But with um, if I was eating in the kitchen, I'd be like, oh, really quickly, finish it. Yeah, She's yeah, gonna yeah, see yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. It's so stupid. It is. It's stupid. like a shame thing. I that think. That is stupid. And but also, I don't you think as well. Like part of it's when you have had any sort of secretive eating patterns in your past, but also it's like obviously patriarchy and womanhood. But I do also think that like if you're a bigger woman, there's some sort of like. It's it's not an imagined judgment. People are more judgmental. I think that is also of part you of eating it. in 100%. public, and and it's not like and it's fucking outrageous. Because I got thin last time I went. When was last time I went thin? 
must have been like 2014 dyed right. my hair dark brown as well i went for like oh, a new thin aesthetic gorgeous and um what was i doing was at that time aesthetic or aesthetic being thin that was my whole thing okay. that was my yeah. whole thing yeah. was just being thin and i was so excited when i was what i considered to be thin because yeah. then i could um gorge myself in public and do that thing where you go I'm going to really fast metabolism. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I did that for the best two weeks of my life. <laughs> I was thin and I binged and then I was back to where I started. But what a two weeks. To be thin and bingy in public, I think, is one of the best privileges that people don't realize they have it while they're doing it. It's the privilege of thinness is that nobody's observing what you are eating in public. <gasps> oh my God, the TV will be turned off in one minute due to the TV. That's what happens when women talk about food. Wow, we get heckled by the television. No, but I do think... There, they don't watch you on a... YouTube, the TV just said in one minute it's going to turn off because me and Catherine have been talking about ourselves too much and Andrew does that to try and change the subject. It's so rude. Prove me wrong, Andrew. No, but... I can't, but I definitely didn't do that. I'm sorry. <laughs> don't be sorry because then I feel bad. Oh, you Good, you should. No, okay. Um, hey, Hel- Helen, here's a question. <laughs> Is it aesthetic or aesthetic? I thought it was aesthetic. It, it is aesthetic, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know why you've added the extra syllable there. Because it says a... That is how it's spelled, yeah. A-E-S. Yeah, but it's A-S. aesthetic. Aesthetic. Yeah. Well, we're learning. Yeah, we're learning. <laughs> um, so like, it's fine for you to eat in public, but don't get a word fucking wrong. Do you know what I'm saying? I know, it's like right? that's absolutely fine. It's like because I will shame you for that, Francis. Sorry about it. We were just talking about <laughs> not shaming things. <laughs> oh, no, 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 it's good to learn aesthetic. I think when I shame you, you should say, "I'm telling Francis." And then I'm telling I'll, Francis, and then I'll remi- I'll be reminded. Not I'm to so do that. telling Francis about this. No, but I do think it's a public shame thing, and I think it's nonsense, and I think it's um for bigger people, it's also women like that horrible, horrible <gasps> thing where they were like women eating on tubes. The Facebook page. Get fucked. Get fucked. Like hello, we, that's all. All I can do is eat. My and then people try to go like, yeah, but it's difficult for everyone because there's that um Facebook page about men wearing red trousers on the tube, and it's like. It's not it's the not same. Because the they were just shots of their legs. Yeah. And eating on tubes was like you and your face and physically yeah. eating. And it was also about actual shame around it, like taking in food. And it's mm-hmm. like, but also, if I didn't eat my dinner on the train, I would never eat my dinner. Because, yeah. like, hello, have you seen our jobs? Oh, fuck off. It's and so annoying. So, what if it's dinner three on the same journey and you've yeah, that's had the their first business. two? So what? It's so enough. what if it's a full roast hog that yeah. I'm roasting on the train and I'm boxes. turning this bit? There's stackable so lunchboxes. What? what do you want from me? <laughs> so what if I'm choosing to eat lube instead of a pudding? So what? You gotta stop spit roasting on the chip. So what? <laughs> Let me. So what if I'm frubin? If I'm frubin, I'm frubin. Yeah, frub away. Oh my god, frubin. I forgot I'm talking about frubing as a sexual act and not the actual frub. Is it a verb for for sex too? Frubing is when you go out after a, a good night dogging and you go around and you collect all the used condoms and you frub them up. You're lying. It's called frubin. You're lying. And it is a You're delicious high You're lying. Drug. No, it's real. It's You're real. Lying. It's genuinely and real. Is she lying? Google it. On oh, my life is a thing. I, I never heard of this, but I can Google it. But I haven't done it. Nobody goes around to collect. No, no, stop it. It's not like mine sweeping for drinks, but with condoms. Yeah. And you sort of freeb it up. Or you can just do it afterwards just to show a guy how much you respect him. Fuck off. Fucking respect him, man. Frubing is not... (laughs) Andrew, it's not. It's not a thing. Read it. I mean, there's there's frubing and then there's urban frubing, which is what Helen just described, according to Urban Dictionary. Which is? Uh, So urban frubing is finding the used condom uh, and then... um, (gasps) 
proving is just um, just the penis itself, just like getting every last drop out. Sick. So we are not here to kink shame. We fully respect you. Whatever you want to do. No, that is disgusting. I <laughs> am here to kink shame. Yeah, I, I was. I was like, Andrew, I am here with you. I am. That's absolutely revolting. That's repulsive. No, no, no. Okay. Well, on that note, shall we get a guest on? So what if I'm proving on the tube? <laughs> so what? Hey, we have the most amazing guest today. We're so excited to have him here. He's a lovely boy, and. Uh, I love him. I don't you're, know what to you're say. You're good friends. We're so excited. Good friends. Yeah. Good friends. Darren Harriet's here. We're very excited to talk to him. Let's bring him on in. Hallucin, Darian. I don't know. I said Darian. Yeah. That was oh, God. Oh, Andrew, cut it. <laughs> I will be leaving your mistakes in. Um. Yo, 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 yo. It's time for some <laughs> promo for some live gigs. Live gigs. Hell. I will be doing some work in progress shows. Me too. So will Andrew, so will Catherine. Yay. So we're just going to chuck some dates at you and then we're going to go home, put them on our website, slash Catherine's already done it and I Andrew's have already probably done already it. done it, but yeah. I'm going to do it when I... Yeah. Okay, Andrew, like, it's really passive-aggressive, babe, so just let me speak my truth. <laughs> I will be doing split work in progresses with Catherine Bohart. You know the Irish one who's, like, fun, but every now and again it's like, what's her deal? I will be doing wow. shows with her on the 31st of January and the 7th of February at the Camden Comedy Club. Pre-warning, it will be an hour of each of us. So, like, come fed and watered because it's, like, yeah, it's amazing lot. how that's quick you can die from exposure when we're both screaming at you for that <laughs> long. <laughs> also, I will be doing my own shows without Catherine. So if you're what? like, Helen's great, but Catherine ruins it. Wow. Come on February the 6th. This is at Vaults Festival. Or February I'm gonna 6th. I'm going to come and ruin it. Don't you fucking dare. <laughs> I swear to God, if you I'm come to, to one of them. these, I will shit in your bed. Wow. I will shit in your bed. What if I'm into that? Are you? No. That would be amazing <laughs> if we found out that Catherine's cake was so shitting in her bed. We don't have time for this. No. What else are you doing? February 6th, February 16th, February 20th at Vaults Festival. And then on the 1st of March, I'll be doing a work in progress at Pleasance because apparently I refuse to leave London. Um, but then I will be doing Leicester Comedy Festival. Brighton Comedy Festival, a lot of different festivals. I'll be coming your way. Amazing. I'm doing Tell me working... about you. I will, because as I've said, I'm going on tour, so I'm working progressing the hell out of my show until February. Please. So November 12th, I'm in Bishop Sutton. November 13th, what? I'm in Fairham. That's right, I leave London. Oh, yeah, that's <laughs> right. November 16th, I'm at Top Secret in Covent Garden. November 18th, I'm at Nottingham Comedy Festival doing a work in progress. November 20th, I'm at King's Cross to North Down. December 1st, God. I'm back at Top Secret. And December 4th, I'm in Monkey Barrel. December 5th, I'm in Monkey Barrel. They're both in Edinburgh. December 7th, I'm at, out doing a work in progress at the Pleasance in Islington. And December 8th, I'm in Shoreditch Town Hall doing a work in progress. That's a double header with Stuart Goldsmith because sometimes I need a break from the headache that is Bauer. Um, December 11th, back at Two North Down. December 15th, I'm in Forest Arts Centre doing a work in progress progress and then it's it's the new year ultimately all of these are on my website at katherinebohart.com they're already up there because i take my job i guess oh my god get a life (laughs) you fucking loser (laughs) where do you fit in time to go like trampolining what never mind andrew where are you going uh just a one date to plug because (laughs) (laughs) you choose your personal life and i respect you for it Uh, I'm at Top Secret on the 15th of November, which is the day after Gigless Live on the 14th of November. So oh, wow. stay overnight. Yeah, make it a little double. Staying up. Uh, Standupandrew.com forward slash tickets for the info. Holy shit, what a dream. Okay, great. Literally a minute ago, you were saying I was a king. 
And I've just fallen so far down. You are down. queen. Thank you. You are. You're up there. Thank you. I say the not, basement I, queen. I you're say the ba- queen of the basement. The queen of the basement. <laughs> I say very nice things about both of you when you're not Wait, around. we're not here. Lies. I've heard this. I no, do that genuinely. Like, I, I think do. I was having lunch with Fern and she was ah, like, Fern. Darren is so lovely. Like, he loves Lies. you. All he does yeah. is sing your praise all the time. And then whenever the I day. see you, Lies. you're like, fuck you, fucking Helen, fucking stupid bitch. And it's all like, I ever talk about, when I talk about Darren, I'm like, I hate when we're on shoots together because it means you have to dress up. <laughs> what? I'm not dressed up today. It's your no, fashion. This is fine, but it's rude. Like mm-hmm. you're supposed to go there and worry about the other women, but instead you're like, for a fuck's sake, what comes Darren with yeah. an outfit? Oh my god, we got to go. Honestly, it's new like shoes. Hard. They always are. Yeah, they always I, are. They always I have are. Some really nice shoes on today. Of course you do. I've got my zebra print. Oh, exactly. I've, I have seen them before, so I guess he re-wears. So that's, that's yeah, yeah. Look at these tie-dye jeans. Thank you. Yeah. Get it, get it all in. Oh my god. That's hot. I'm too. I'm too Irish. I'm like, did you buy them with a hole in them? That's an average. It wants your money back for them, Darren. Now um, I've got jeans that nearly have a hole in them because I fell over recently and scraped my knee. Oh, yeah. The same. I know. I imagine like you falling over. You know, like when Peter Griffin falls over and he holds his knee for it. <laughs> Ow! Ow! <laughs> Ow! It's when he said she fell over and then everyone in Chinatown laughed at her. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know. That's a good sign. Means- everyone coming out of the restaurants to be like, look at the stupid girl. And I'll say, ah! But that's how you know you're not old. Because I feel like if I fell over, people would help me. No. I, yeah, I you're not I'm, there yet. I think I'm at... No, 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 no. When I... Because when it's all grey around here. If I fall over, they they fall in. Are you there getting grey stubble? Oh, grey bad, yeah. No. That's, why I, shaved, oh that's why I started shaving it all off now. Because around here... Really? Yeah, oh, I think it's very distinguished. Thank you. You're welcome. Like you're yeah. welcome. But I, I want to do that thing comedians do where they lie about their age for like five, six years. You're hoping to do that? I think I can do that. So I'm 33 now. But yeah. if anyone asks, I'm 27. Oh, really? I think, I think I'm going to do that, yeah. I'm going to change my Wikipedia page. So I'm, I'm the opposite. 30, I'm trying to make myself... i said it too much. I've said that I'm older than I am so many times by accident because I feel Ooh, old. But then I think, yeah, I think that is the trick. I think just keep saying I'm like 36 and people are like, wow. You, you look, look amazing. amazing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you look amazing. And you're what, 40, did you say? I am 40, yeah. 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 40 now. Wow. Wait, so can you go on and edit your own Wikipedia? Yeah, there's, there's comics have you who ever have done, done that? it. Oh, no. I know there are people who have done it. There are people who have written their own. You know you know they've done it because there's two much information yes it's like no <laughs> nobody like, knows I, mean, I don't have a wikipedia page yeah so why does your wikipedia say your blood type yeah. <laughs> exactly it's like come on it so, has your childhood drawings on there that's amazing <laughs> but do you ever like think of the wikipedia page as a marker of success like no. i think it is a marker of success even though i know people start their own but i was on oh my god what was i doing i was on my school's wikipedia page <laughs> to see if anyone successful ever came from my School. I knew you was gonna say that. Yeah, I was, I was, yeah, yeah people were talking about like this person from my school, this person from my school, and I was like, oh shit! Like I don't think we had anyone yeah. apart from like a couple of people that went to like like low league football yeah, sort of sure. thing. And I went on it, and I was like, yeah, like I want to make it onto this page. <laughs> like it suddenly wow. became like a dream. I have no idea, but it became like a thing in my head. If I was on my school's page, I would message them and ask them to take it down. I'd be like, fuck you, you hate me. I, now, I hate all you I'm now. saying is that when um, someone's listening to this. Yeah. Can you please put me on the Courtmore School <laughs> in Fleet, Hampshire, notable alumni section? There's nice. five people. <laughs> who are the other? Oh, footballers. Footballers, yeah, footballers. Yeah, okay. and, and a high jumper who was the year below me. Oh, come on. You're not even on there. High jumpers <laughs> yeah, on Come on. At least you make money. That's I don't think tragic. there's any creatives on it. There's that no creatives. Tragic. And, wow. um, 
I, I want to be there. I want to be there. I want you, it for you. Do you know editing Wikipedia pages is one of the hardest things you can do? But how do you Why? do it? I don't understand. So I, on my Wikipedia page, it And had, how do you know this? Because I, I spoke to my... Because I went on my Wikipedia page. <laughs> and it, my Wikipedia page had everything from my like first Edinburgh show from a few years ago. And it says stuff like, he used to be in a gang and carried a knife and talks about gang violence. And I was like, what is like, this on oh, my page? Oh my so God. I messaged my agent and they went on there. Sorry, did, that, did you say that in your show or somebody just decided no, no, that? No, it was... It, I, I didn't say it like that in the show. I, okay. I talked about it a bit better, but it clearly read like somebody had just you know read Picked a few clips and reviews. Yeah, and yeah. put it in my show yeah. that my comedy is about gang violence. Like what? Yeah. What, what, what is this? What am I in the mob? So yeah. then... I also love that for you saying. Every time I've seen you recently, you're talking about Britney Spears. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Hey, sometimes he does Uncle Ben stuff too. Exactly. There's going to be some really disappointed people yeah. expecting gang shit. Some, like, and disappointed I... hard men as well. Uh, you don't want to disappoint and then them. I, I Hit me, baby, one more time. Break down the British Spears meltdown. Yeah. So what they said, they said Wikipedia is super strict and you can only edit it a certain amount of times okay. before they um, they completely cut you off from it. So like whenever you want to edit it, it's mm. the, the way they tell me about editing it, they're like, look, you can't just put anything you want. And that's why uh, pictures as well. So if you look on everyone's Wikipedia picture, it's always the pictures of them on like a red carpet or something. You can't put headshots in. There's no headshots allowed. So that's why everyone's Wikipedia page, wow. the photo of them is usually one that's horrible because uh, it's <gasps> What's not- What's your photo? I don't think there's a photo on mine. Thank God. Wait, is it just like info? Yeah, I think so. Wait, I want to look up yours now and see it. Let's not. Let's not. Let's do it. Can let's we get it on the screen behind? No, why? Let's, let's fucking learn. Learn. I mean, what is the point of having a producer if you can't get it up on the screen? Yeah, can, but, uh, can we get things on the screen, but specifically not that? Um, I don't know. I... Andrew, that seems can like a Can we get Catherine's like first comedy set on the screen? Hello! Catherine Bohart no is an Irish stand-up comedian, writer, and actor based True. in the United Kingdom. Okay. Her alma mater, so uni... Yeah. Uh, Royal Central School of Speech and Drama. Yeah. You uh, occupation can meet. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. And your height. <laughs> Go to what did they say for height? What did they five say? foot five inches. It's five, five and a half, but I'll allow it. Go to okay. personal life. <laughs> personal. <gasps> That's oh, where the juice it? is. I feel like Darren's written my personal life. He's like, Go to personal life. I, I put some good shit I'm in I'm just going to be honest. It's out of date. <laughs> <laughs> I know what it's. I think I know what it's saying. It's two sentences. And it's out of date. Okay, then. Bohart is bisexual, full stop. That's not out of date, but okay. She previously dated. Oh, previously. Previously. Oh, come on. Wait, no, no. There is. Okay. She's previously dated Sarah Keyworth, a fellow stand up comedian. They met in 2015 and lived together in Kilburn, London. And you did live in Kilburn. They know my address. That's That's really weird, but you did live in Kilburn. But how did they know my address? I don't know. It's just a weird thing to put. They lived in Kilburn. But also, Darren could have written that because he lived on the same road. Oh my God, (laughs) Korea. After struggling as an actress. Oh, that's fucking brutal. After struggling with her miserable career, <laughs> Bohart transitioned to stand-up in 2014. That's you can, not, you can and tell then the it's same person did Is that life. how you got into stand-up? Because you were failing as an actor? No, that's I was what it depressed says. like everyone else. That's how you start. Oh, my God. Start. Okay, I am going... Oh, my wow, God. savage. Please tell Your me. Your early life. Bohart grew up in Clonsilla. Yeah. Uh, Ireland, it's the daughter so of a Catholic deacon. She has obsessive compulsive disorder and was hospitalized in St. Patrick's University Hospital for four months. Why have they put the hospital? I'm, t- I'm telling you, this is all from uh, what you put in Edinburgh shows. And You, you know, didn't say which hospital. No, no you, that's terrifying. No, but you know when you do those all those interviews you do yeah. about your show, they take a lot from that and we say Intense. a lot of shit in those. Well, go on mine. I'm literally doing it right wait, now. Wait, so it has fun. nothing about my gang time? 
Crazy. <laughs> 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 oh, what, the time he went to Brownies once? Yeah. <laughs> this is really going to And then left because it wasn't. <gasps> Darren's got a picture! Why would I yes, see the picture. Let me see That's the picture. one of my first headshots ever. Well, I thought you said headshots were in the line, Darren. They must have took it from a different thingy because it's not. Let me see. Look at that. <laughs> oh, it's so much hat. It's so much hat. Let's <laughs> have a look. It's like a black halo. Oh my God, I've got that hat on. It's like You've a little got black the hat halo. On. It's, it's like a black halo. And I, I love that. That was me fighting hairline as well in that. Oh, that's hard. Okay, that's oh my watch. God. This says a lot about Darren. Tell it is us. all career. There is no personal <laughs> life. That's how you know I got my agent to have a look at it. <laughs> you have clearly had someone does it say, go does it say, What does it say at the top? Harriet Tuss toured the UK with his shows Visceral and Good Heart You. Oh, it's good. It goes straight in. Okay, at the top, it's, it's a British stand-up comedian from Albury, West Midlands. Hey! He was in... <laughs> oh, my hey! God, what was that? He's actually got my area in... Pro no, he used to say Birmingham. Oh. He was nominated for voice? Best Newcomer yeah. and yeah. Best Show Award at the Edinburgh Fringe in 2017 and 2019, respectively. We're just bragging for Darren now. It what just are we doing here? Your, Why are we doing this? Uh, it just says your date of birth. Yeah. And your website, it has no height. So can you say your height on this and we can uh, see if I, it gets on there? I'm six foot and a half. Six foot and a half. That doesn't feel true. It is, it is. You've got to add the half. He's got to add the half. If I put the half, I would have just said six foot. And, and then without the hat? Six foot. I want to get something else put on this to see so if this works. Better. I swear, it used to say Darren was in a gang and carried a knife and talks about not gang violence. Can in someone his go on this and edit in Darren Harriet's Wikipedia page, personal life, Darren's I, gang I member? Dare, I, from Birmingham. I, I, I dare someone to put that uh, I am related to Ainsley Harriet. Please, can someone go on it and say he's related to Ainsley, Ainsley Harriet? Ainsley Harriet's son was that formerly a gang search. member in Birmingham. If you type my name in on Google, that's the first thing that comes up. Is he related to Ainsley Harriet? Stop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, Googled, I tapped it in and I was so angry. <laughs> wow. But, but neither of you are linked to your schools? No. Oh, that's true, yeah. I think it's a thing. I think it's a thing. I hated my school and they hated me back. But let's talk about how Darren's from Birmingham and that should be corrected. From the black country. It's yeah. west of Birmingham. It it's very different. It's it's different. This is getting very racist now. Black country is very different. It has its own history. It has its own day. Uh -huh. Black country day. It has its own flag as well. I've, I've stepped into something I didn't Red, white, to. black. It has chains as well. Could have something to do with slavery. Let's go back to not. Does it actually? Yeah, it pretty much does. It's yeah. got oh chains on it? I mean, it's the flag is black, white, red, and it's got chains going in between. And obviously, it's known for its chain making, you know, sort of... Uh, yeah, but it just doesn't feel good. It's not it's, ideal. It's, and it's from the 1800s, 1900s. It was called the black country because it was one of the most industrialised parts of the country. So much oh. so, there was soot in the air on a constant basis, hence it being called the black country. Also, there was black people and you couldn't really tell if they had soot. Also, lovely zoo in Dudley. Shout out to uh, Dudley Zoo. The zoo's whack. Yes, where you can go and see. Uh, but yeah, visit a the dead Black dog. Country. Go to the Black Country Museum. It's voted one of the highest rated places on TripAdvisor. Give it a go. No, can you take me? I want to learn. That's not a good metric. I went to. What do you mean? No, because my brother and I recently went to Cornwall separately. And um, the most. <laughs> Jesus. I oh, know. Separately. Se separately. separately. I don't want you to think of it's going We're on. We're not here. in a relationship. Oh, no. I, I get along like that. Oh. I would date my brother, but he would not date me. He's dating a redhead, which is so rude. I know. He's obsessed. Yeah, is he good looking? Yeah, he's yeah. gorgeous. Mm. Can I see a picture? Of him? Come on. Uh, we'll do yeah. that after. But here's the thing: um, their highest rated thing on TripAdvisor is a tunnel that people have just made the number one um, tourist attraction <laughs> in Cornwall. What sort of tunnel? It's a shit tunnel, but they've made it the feature to and like thing That's to go really to funny. because everyone takes a photo being like, "This changed my life. I've seen the Northern Lights, but nothing's not like this tunnel in Cornwall." Was it a troll job? Yeah, it's incredible. Oh, okay. It's incredible. A in it. it's I like want to go there. That, it's like when they ran for mayor and you always had that. What's that guy's name? Captain Binface or something? Oh yeah. Binhead. Bucket Buckethead. 
Stuff like that. Two very me. political minds in the room, I can tell. Look at Facebook did basketball. <laughs> Damn right, your lives. Hey. Sorry, what side are we on? What's <laughs> popular with the paper? What's popular with the paper? I want to be relatable. I want to be relatable. Um, do hey, can have... I... Oh, go sorry, on. you carry no, on. Go on. Can I ask you guys a question as female Always. comedians? I have yeah, yeah. Loads of questions. Does it have to be as female comedians? Can I ask you guys as humans who sure. do comedy? No, no, ask us as you were going to, as female comedians. I'll as only female answer comedians. as a female comedian. Because I'm kind of obsessed with this question, right? So um, I, uh, whenever I speak to different female comedians about who their comedy icons are, yeah. comedy icons are, there's always this whole thing about... Darren like, Harriet. I know, thank you. Uh, That's what I was going for. Dylan Moore. And, uh, that's the question? They, they always... Okay, in terms of female. So I like... So obviously I really love fashion, right? I yeah. am a bit obsessed with fashion. And I always used to pay attention back in the day before I was a full-time comedian how female comics would dress when they're on TV. Because I noticed that a lot of them would really sort of dress down on TV. Used to be the case. As oppo- yeah, as opposed to what they would normally sort of want to wear on uh-huh. TV. Mm-hmm. So cause I, I was talking to some other acts, and I said the first female comedian I remember seeing on TV doing stand-up, it was, I think it was Live at the Apollo, or maybe Michael McIntyre's, uh-huh. dressed like... Like, really dressed up. I'm, I know who you're going to say. Who are you going to say? Andy Osho. Andy Osho, yeah. yeah. You said Andy Osho as well. Okay. Fucking, like, an actual Great. proper, like, it was mental, night wasn't it? out But dress. she doesn't get the credit for that. No. No, she doesn't, because most people, so I think funny. a lot of people would have been thinking Catherine Ryan. That's what a lot of said, Catherine Ryan. Yeah. That's so funny that you guys noticed. Yeah, I think it was like a, was it like a black, kind of like I a I think girl? I also had a reference to me recently. Oh, like, okay. Like, someone sort of being like, oh, yeah. it's so, because like, I naturally dress down. Yeah. I'm just, I'm very much a comfort person. My fashion knowledge has never been that great. Also, I grew up fat, so like I've just never had like that know. many options as well. Mm-hmm. But now I'm just sort of like, it is fun dressing up on stage. But I think we do have to think sometimes that if I go on stage really dressed up, then yeah. the it does hit differently sometimes, the jokes. Like, it do does. You, Judge Absolutely. women faster as to what they're wearing than they do men. But also there's this weird thing where I think there was a time gone by where if you wore anything other than jeans and a t-shirt as a female comic, you were like not a serious comic. Yep. And now there's this unbelievable pressure to be gorgeous on television mm-hmm. while yeah. simultaneously being funny. And if you're like, there's no winning in it either. Like if you were, if you have Botox and you glam up, you're not a real comic. Yeah. So if you look like casual you look awful it's just frustrating you got to look attainably gorgeous and sexy in a non-threatening way yeah. non-threatening yeah. is key non-threatening yeah, yeah, yeah. sexy yeah. casual attainable but flawless skin but funny and but also really funny, funny. Yeah. but also never going to be funny enough for a lot of people yeah. as well yes yes I, I, I always give Catherine Ryan obviously a lot of credit because she she didn't really give a fuck she'd dress up she always went you know, uh, Joan Rivers with, too. Joan yeah. Rivers as well. I always remember, because I remember watching Joe Brand. Because mm-hmm. when, when female comics talk about like the the comic, okay, this is, this is another question, right? Female comics talk about the comic that they look at when they go. So um, uh, she she walked so I could run yeah. in a way. Right? Oh yeah, by the, Doth the Cap. Who, everyone is who's the comic me. that? No, but there's always one. So the one that I hear a lot from other comics is Sarah Millican. Like uh-huh. Sarah Millican is like yeah. the yeah. one who they all look at and go, she will. But I, but I never hear people say Joe Brand. Oh, I would definitely because I think Joe, Joe Brand. Brand went through so much I shit. I think she did for sure. As a female comic in the nineties, mental. I completely agree. When she was, did you hear her comedians comedian? I didn't, but I have no, read I her book. It. It's, I mean, it's phenomenal. But she's, I think she absolutely, she's definitely the one I think who paved yeah. the way, and she paved the way for like so many different types of comedian as well <laughs> yeah. because it wasn't just like 
she paved the way for female material as we understand it. So mm-hmm. like talking about her husband, but also like being dry as shit wasn't something women got yeah. to be. Um, being mean wasn't yeah. something women got mm-hmm. to be. Being fat wasn't something women got to be. I mean, she's... It's Joe Brand, it's Sarah Milliken, it's so many and it's so many who weren't put on TV because at that point you were only allowed one successful woman yeah, yeah, and yeah. they picked and it wasn't a case so now they are one woman's allowed to be successful every year yeah. back then it was one a decade in fairness though you guys had way more than black it's been Lenny Henry for 40 years that's <laughs> true <laughs> that is so true even not- now I'm competing with Lenny Henry yes yes <laughs> It's brutal. I completely agree with you. This I also is think so right. But also, it's still it's so funny that like there still isn't like like there still isn't a black face on every panel show. But there also is like often the person who is the black face also has to be the female face, also has to be the queer face, yeah, also yeah, has to yeah. be. And it's like the I'm like, how are we still in a situation where it's not half and half women, and then that the issue isn't getting make, making sure we have more like cultural or I think also like. I guess in this country you'd call it class diversity. Yeah. Like mm-hmm. we're, we're still stuck on like the first one. Can it's I still five dudes? Can I ask you guys about class? Sorry, I've just got I'm just. Loads I love of that questions. you've come on here like we're wise, which is the premise of the podcast, no, but also I'm ultimately untrue. Loving yeah, on, this okay, right Question, now. Okay, I was talking to someone about class today, right? I think we all have those conversations about five times a week, right? I mean, Here's it's my every thing. It's also important to say I come from a country that it, where it's not as uh, prevalent. Oh, no, it is, but it's not as overtly understood as class. Helen, do you work in class? No, everyone always. I'm middle class. Are you middle class? Yeah. Is really? I think I'm middle class. Okay. Well, tell us why you think you're middle class. Because my parents both work. Yeah. Okay. Do that. Yeah, what kind of jobs are we talking about? And, in terms of like good jobs? Well, my academics? dad works. At, in sewage <laughs> and my okay. mum is a learning support assistant at a school okay did you have like loads of holidays as kids and... yeah that's why i say middle class we could okay. afford to go on the school trips and we went on holidays and we it went from northeast hampshire which yeah. is a very middle class area oh, suburbs yeah. of London. okay 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 fair. um Here's yeah thing do you think that you can stay because this is what i'm kind of annoyed about this i is see why i'm so like i hear a lot of comedians attainable. Rich comedians. I'm talking about how relatable. And I'm like, you can't be working class. You're a millionaire. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You can can be working class minded. You can have working class guilt. You can poverty porn. It's poverty porn. It's poverty porn. I'm not going to say any names. I'm really glad you said that. I'm really glad you said that because my parents were incredibly working class. Yeah. My, um, and, and, my dad had three jobs when I was in school. My mom worked two jobs mm-hmm. and they became middle class by the time I was probably a teenager. They worked so incredibly hard and they also fucking revel in being middle class now. In fact, they yeah. have so much money they don't know what to do with it, by which I mean they have any money and they're just like, take it, take it. And they're like, just keep it for two seconds. Think about it, take it, just keep it for two seconds. They're like, it's so, I can't, don't know. Anyway, um, they're incredible. But like, I, I don't count myself as working class because I grew up in a middle class environment and... Also, I am like, because of all the opportunities I've had, like, I almost think like, if you had the opportunity to make money to go to to university to like, to see the world, then it's really impossible for me to consider myself that and it would be farcical. But the idea of being a millionaire and still referring to yourself as working class, or even owning property and still referring to yourself as working class, Mm -hmm. I'm like... Lads, you, the, the, the goal, also, <clears throat> you know what I think is so insulting is that to most of our parents who were working class, for us to be middle class was the dream. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So to then like uh, shit on it, it annoys me. No, yeah, because I, I, I see it all the time and I'm like, hold on a second. I'm I'm probably a stereotypical working class 
dad was a drug dealer, uh-huh. died in prison when I was a kid, blah, 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 uh-huh. all that. Mom, cleaner. We used to, she used to finance my clothes for school, you know, pay every week for clothes. Yeah. I had a lone man come to the house, yeah. a, a, a scary figure that would loan money. Yeah, proper yeah. working class. Anyway, I am no longer working class in terms of what I earn, money, what I pay. Were you one of the cool EMA kids? Oh, EMA, £30 EMA! a week, baby! Yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that acronym is. Oh, I, I, didn't, I didn't go to school here. <laughs> it's when you don't have enough money at home, oh. so they give you like £30 a week as a kid. But no. if you turn up to one lesson late, you don't get your EMA <gasps> anymore. So if that happened, I just skipped the rest of the week. I was done. But they handed out <gasps> EMA at our college, but they also, because it was 1,500 of us right. in a year group, they couldn't keep tabs on us. You had to put your own attendance I in s- online. I say what you want, yeah. Fucking uh, moron! Big up, big up, <laughs> big up Labour, yeah. Yeah, it was all set <laughs> in like Brown, chicken shops, like everything. It all went to the fast food chains around the colleges. Here's the thing, right? I was I was thinking about this the other day without sort of bragging. I was looking at how much tax I'm paying, yeah. and I was like, I am paying middle class tax yeah. in terms of how much I'm paying. I'm like, if I'm paying that in tax, there is no way I can call myself working class at all. I still have working class guilt. I still send my mum money and all that sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like because my mum still doesn't own a house and she works yeah. full time. Yeah. But I'm reading these comics talk talking about. How like they're middle class and working class, and I'm like, you're a multimillionaire. It, you, the money, I, I understand that in terms of the mentality, you can still have the working class mentality and all that. I get all that and the guilt. But I I'm get middle it. class and I can have a working class mentality inherited from my yeah. parents. But I went to my, my siblings didn't, but I went to a private school. Yeah. Yes, my dad worked three jobs. Yes, I was the poor kid in that school, but I wasn't poor. And it's like farce. Also, why do people? It's like people think they get some sort of moral cookies for identifying as working class, and it's like you, know you actually get more points from me for acknowledging what you have. You know what it is, though, in comedy because there's this whole thing of you know trying to get more working class voices and all that. Yeah. Sort stuff and people seem to hate on the middle class and a lot of it started off from what I saw when I was starting comedy was when like the Jack Whitehalls were rising and people were just like oh he's a posh boy he's typical at the time it was everybody used to say uh, the T4 hairdo comics that was back that was back when, when was that we're talking 2008 2009 2010 yeah, yeah, yeah. right that was big everybody was oh he's one of those T4 yeah. uh, uh, hairdo comics and this posh boy I love that. T4 I went and T4 <laughs> on the beach when she was still doing the prom dress and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. and Eric great look and <laughs> everybody was just hating on those comics and here's Another thing that I was thinking about: these comics, they all have really nice cars. Yeah. A lot of them, like a lot of them, have sports. Some of them have sports we, cars. We can't drive. Yeah. But, Stop looking at yeah. <laughs> They have, they have like really nice sports cars, but they would never let their audience know that they drive what they yeah. drive because they seem to think that they would lose their audience because they're you know playing poverty. And it's like, you, it's we, important, yeah. we know you're not poor. If yeah. you've got free TV shows yeah. and you're selling out tours for like a thousand people, yep. you're really rich, but man. But people are desperate. It's like they, I'm saying so relatable. Everything's like, a mess. That's I'm what relatable. I like about Mickey Flanagan, right? Mickey Flanagan, yeah. Yeah. working camp. Mickey Flanagan uh, opened one of his shows and he goes, oh, I got myself a leaf blower. Yeah. Because I just have to blow away all this money. Yeah, it's yeah, just up yeah, front. Yeah, yeah. I'm rich. I'm not the poor guy I used yeah. to be. And it's, it's fine. You can show that growth. Like, it's just It just bugs me Same. when I see comics who I know are very rich saying yeah. that they are working class. It's like, you're fucking not, mate. I got yeah. reviewed, um, the one hour I did at Edinburgh, I got reviewed as being a working class comic. Um, in like two or three reviews, even though I said I was middle class in the show about three times <laughs> after that happened, because you I was class. like, you are, you yeah, can't know, be working class. Middle class. class, middle class, middle class. class. I'm like, you can't be. Uh, are you getting on the bus, Papa? <laughs> Papa, I'm fucking Northeast Hampshire. Yeah. And then, yeah, Hampshire, yeah. thank you, yeah. thank you. <laughs> but it's also that thing of being like, don't 
Also, don't use this as you ticking a box being like, oh, I finally went and sought out some working class talent because yeah. you're in the Pleasance Courtyard. Yeah. You are not seeing working class talent here. Yeah. If I can go to the free fringe, make an effort yeah. and actually go see stuff. Like, felt like they yeah. were just sort of like, oh, this is easy. And I was saying to my agent, like, it doesn't make... I don't know why they put me in that box because it's not like I'm talking about anything. <laughs> and she was like, I'm telling you now, it is 100% because I didn't go to university and because my dad works in sewage. And I mentioned they worked in sewage in the show and they're like, they're going to assume that's <laughs> terrible. <laughs> fucking poo is like a fucking dream so, business. Yeah. My it's friends never are, going out of business. You're constantly <laughs> shitting. You are constantly shitting, huh? That is true. My friend's a bin man rolling in it. Yeah. My dad was a bin man as well. Yeah, and then he quit that to be a ch- uh, lawn mower at Chester World Adventures. No. And then he went into sewage. Love to yeah. see it. There love is a lot, I think in comedy as well, there's a lot of people who just, there's a lot of sort of uh, middle class comics who Thank haven't you. really had much hardship in Thank their lives you. who are just trying to find a USP. Thank you. And it's any, it's anything at all that they can sort of grab My onto. My tits are too big. Oh, I'm oh. so pretty. <laughs> My banker. <laughs> but also, like, there's also often people who are the opposite, who have had hardship in their lives, but are still trying to tick every box. And it's like, that almost yeah. makes the true parts unrelatable because you're like, just talk to us about what we built. Like, I know this is the point of this conversation, but I am so going to rebrand as working class now. I think you should. Rebrand. I'm fucking doing it. I'm rebranding. Re- okay. You don't think I've got a brand already? I don't think you need to rebrand. Brand? I think you can my brand. Start. My brand is a, a cracking rack. A cracking rack. Yeah, yeah I mean, that's brand. a solid brand. I mean, it's a good brand, but don't you on stage talk about how one is not as good as the other? That's true of every woman, Darren. Yeah, but she says it on stage. She actually outs her flaws. You can't do that. You're gonna have to say. But that it makes both... me relatable. Yeah, they're, they're so good. She has to do them down on stage, or else people people wouldn't be able to listen to Those her. Women will turn away. They'd be like, she's too perfect. Like, yeah, oh, I've got to be like one of them's got like a funny. I can't look directly at it. Yeah. No, hey, Andrew, do we have a problem from the listeners that we need to solve? Oh yeah, sorry. We do, yeah. Can I also can I also say before you begin? I like the fact you didn't introduce me. We just we went, did it. You weren't you even Oh, sorry. oh, I'm sorry. Was he reading from your entire Wikipedia page? Not sufficient adoration for Darren sorry, Harris. Can I just really quickly before we do this, Andrew, just ask you as a male comedian, yeah. do you always feel the need to point out something we didn't do before we move on to the next segment? Yes. Yeah. Great. Okay, Carry great. on, Andrew. Thank you. Thank you. So much, Andrew, let's do this thing. Uh, well, we'll keep it comedy related. Please. Yeah. This uh, this listener, uh, I, we use the initial I. I. Okay. Um, Hi, uh, I. They ask, uh, how do you convince yourself to drop a bit you are proud of writing, but it's too niche for 99.9% of an audience? So have you ever written stuff that is uh, yes. inaccessible, but you really like? Yes. I feel attacked. <laughs> do you want to go? I don't. Darren? I don't drop it. It's, uh, yeah, <laughs> I, think, I think you get to a point where, and it takes a few years where you just don't care. Because it depends how long the bit is. I mean, if it's a if it's like a two minute bit, then you're probably gonna drop it. But if it's yeah. a little, if it's something that you enjoy and you know that there's always like at least one person, yeah. Because I think it all comes down to how well are you, how good are you at dealing with the silence on stage? Yeah. So if you're gonna get the silence, are you gonna? Is it gonna freak you out? Are you gonna lose your shit? Are you gonna panic? Or are you just gonna go? That's eh, fine. I did it for me. Don't worry. There's there's more coming that you'll enjoy. I've got a bit for everyone. Don't yeah. worry. I yeah. have a ten minute routine on the TV show Dance Mums which never aired over here and you have to watch it in clips (laughs) and it was all about um, there's one of the mums who's like so pushy with her daughter Kendall and she's trying to get her to play the part of Rosa Parks even though there's one black girl in the the group and she doesn't get any major parts and the teacher's like well we don't know who's gonna get it (laughs) the classic scary spies I I find that with TV as well I've been thinking about a bit about this show that I watched that was just awful I don't know if you've seen it it's called um, uh, Drag Me Down the Aisle no, no, but, but it that sounds, sounds like really good. Oh, no, you wouldn't like it. So I they, think we might. You, no, what it is, is a show. Is it, basically, someone thought of the title and they went, 
This is great. This is genius. I'm into it. I'm into it. No, it's, it's not. Um, I mean, okay. it's coercive. Okay, but I'll go tell, on. I'll tell you. So that um, it's arranged marriages between so... adults and children. No. <laughs> 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 I think of what could it be? Dude, that would be awful. Why did you say I want to watch it? Drag down the aisle. Just a four-year-old girl pulling a sixty-year-old. Basically, like, we're doing it. <laughs> basically, it's about it's about these women who want to get married, right? They're, 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 Which woman doesn't? Right. They're planning on getting married, and then. They want confidence from drag stars and drag performers, right? No. So what they do is no. they get five drag performers. How and have we not heard of them? I've not heard of it. They're like American drag artists, right? And they turn up and they're, you know, they're exactly what you expect. They're sassy and catty as fuck. But the woman is usually quite meek and a bit like really silent and quiet. And then they sort of dress her, try and give her confidence and all this stuff. And when you watch it in the end, you realise she doesn't care about her wedding. It's just about her hanging about with drag stars. Because all That's the... her actual dream. I love this for yeah, her. Yeah, because all the advice that they I give her... I will change my entire personality <laughs> and get engaged just for a chance for this class. <laughs> All the advice that they give her, they don't. She doesn't take any of it. She just has a normal, boring wedding, and it's just because she wants to hang out with drag stars. And it's one of the worst shows I've ever seen. What Drag channel? me up the aisle. Oh, I think it's on TLC. You have the TLC? Learning Channel. I've got. A, I love the Learning I've got Channel. Oh my I've got god. I watch Day Fiance religiously. I've got to watch. Yeah. Come on, get in. Married at first sight. Married at first sight was amazing this year. Amazing. Your bit is too niche. <laughs> um, um, Darren's right. If it's just to throw, if it's just like a reference to it really quickly, then keep it in because it's really fun for those like couple of people that do get it, and also a bit of fun for you. And if it's something that's super super niche, but you think it is worth it, sometimes the explanation or something people don't know can be really funny. I was gonna I, say I don't think there's a topic too niche. I just think there's writing that's too niche. So that's yeah, the thing. Yeah. I think if it's something that you're like, this is so worth the joke. If people don't know about it, sometimes just explaining the premise of something can be really, really funny. I, yeah. I think what you do is an interesting blend of especially stuff that's quite niche. Because I always say this to I always say this to you every time. I say the connection you have with women in the audience is unlike anything I've ever seen. Because I've literally seen you do your routine up. about what the kebab. The kebab. Being a woman trying to get a kebab and whatnot. And I see guys. They're just like, okay, but women are losing their shit. And yeah. then eventually you get everybody on side because it's you it's just a, it's just a force of nature as you go through it. But yeah. for a lot of people, that begins. And I've seen it, I've watched it, I've seen how niche people are with it at the beginning because it's yeah, one of those things you talk about. Yeah. Being, yeah? yeah. But women are hundred percent on board with you at the beginning, and then men immediately jump. And then you've got a few other routines that again I think is quite niche. Oh, but you really, yeah. but you really you talk sell. at length about Pokemon Go. There's like, there's no. Audience are you talking about that? Pokemon Go? I've actually Go? dropped that a little bit because it is super niche, and also it turns out my best stuff about it is fucking dark as shit. Because right, I'm just gonna say it here, because otherwise it'll never meet the light of day. Go on. So Pokemon Go, you play it by r walking around and you spin Pokestops, which are like significant sites. So it can be like anything from like a pub yeah. or like a theater, all the way down to like a fancy post box. Yeah. Okay. But included in that also include memorials oh god so like that's, war funny. Memorials no. that's funny and like the 7-7 seven -seven memorial in no. Hyde Park wow no. so you spin it and you get a gift <laughs> to send to someone around the world and you send it but you have to send it with a sticker which is often something like a squirtle going yes right. <laughs> you go, oh yeah and then you <laughs> send the 7-7 seven -seven memorial <laughs> oh my god <laughs> along with a super happy little squirtle that's in your set that's, that's hilarious funny. and there's just something so fucked up by the fact that like there's people going and playing Pokemon Go and they're like where are we the Holocaust Memorial spent this is spent 9-11 Memorial yeah, yeah but, also, but then the explanation of Pokemon Go 
that that was said really boringly, but you can make you it fun. It That's down. an example, but there's a fun way yeah, of explaining it. Like said quicker. Or just say I stopped playing quicker. Pokemon Go because, and then there you go into yeah. it. Yeah. Because it but is like, like a few years old. I think now, that's right. Like if it's like, so you, every now and again you get a bit of material that you fucking love so much you just don't care what the reaction is. You're gonna do it. Also, I had that with a, a bit from my first show, Truman Show, which was like hit and miss, but I loved it so much. But also, I think it's worth finding a person who doesn't fit into the niche, and if you can explain it to them, you can probably explain it to an audience. Which yeah. is why I used to have a male director who was a bit older than me and it was really useful because I would say things throwaway, and he'd be like, "What the hell do you mean by that?" And then suddenly I'd realize there was a gag where I didn't think there was so like yeah i'd be like oh lesbian because you know lesbian sex goes on forever and to me that's intuitive everything that's built in, in into that but he was like oh, sorry what and so that's i think thick. that is a story about how a man got me to explain lesbian sex to him nice and but not actually a, really a good joke point, actually maybe oh, damn. just sit down with another a fellow comic <laughs> but yeah and i do just think sort of can... like one that you definitely know won't get the reference yeah and just chat it out with them and through the explanation something funny will probably come i don't mind that as long as you're saying that you're chatting out a bit of material but if you yeah if a comic tries to do material on me i i i fuck it i mean i could tell immediately when hey, they're like uh, so then i said i'm like what you don't yeah, talk like what no, are you doing the standard sketch show and then yeah. he said <laughs> That is so fair. Or when you're both doing a bit of banter and then suddenly they do it on stage and you're like, ah, oh, yeah. 100%. Did, we, Did we solve it? I think so. I okay. think so, yes. I yeah. saw your little face popping up and I was like, so that, we've solved it. Is yeah. that one of your listeners sends in? Yeah. Yes, yeah. What's it called? What's, do you have a segment? Is there a name for that? It's, like? just, it's just the advice section because oh. we're the trusty hogs. You trust yeah, us with your problems. Yeah, they trust us with your problems. Thank you, Darren Harry. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you for doing this. Yay! Round of applause, Andrew! Yes! I want to thank the Patreons! Yes. That's what I want to do, Catherine! Because we have got so many more than I thought we would have. I'm Ooh. genuinely, like, overwhelmed. Thank so you! So, I guess I'm going to read out the producers first, because, like, you guys are babes. Yeah. And I'm just going to start with Howard Van Dyke. What a classic. Yes, Harold. We've got David Walker. We've got Thank Jess you, and Nick. We've got SB Dubs. Woo. We've got Neil Redmond. We've got Kira Leach. Yeah. We've got Anthony Conway. Yeah. Claire Owen Jones. <gasps> Emma Walton. Whoa. What a legend, whoa, Emma whoa, whoa, Walton. Whoa, whoa, whoa. We've got Zoe. You, no Zoe. second name. Wow. Why do you need it? Like Why Madonna. do they need it? Lee Myers Koff. Yes. Cough or goff? I'm going to say cough. I was guessing Myers Co. Myers Co? Okay, Lee? Lee Myers Co. Well, let us know. Correct us. Cough, Correct us. Wrong. Yeah, please. Tim and Dom. Richard Bicknell. Tim and Dom Richard still going Bold. at one. Tim and Dom still being one producer, just singular. You've got to be That's supportive of them. Be supportive, Thank please. Karen Bull. Rachel R. Sadie Cashmore. Victoria Hutchinson. And L. Yes. And then we have an Irish name. <laughs> <laughs> you can do it. Go on. Kim Dovgul. Or... T- Kim Dougal or Kim I'll, I'll read it as a spell Dub Hill. <laughs> Catherine would you like to uh, is, I I just for said- anyone who's concerned that I'm like really being moronic it's spelled D-U-B-H-G-H-A-I-L-L Okay, Catherine. Kim, Gerv Milamahagath, we really appreciate the money. Thank you Give so much. Give him a No, and oh, we're going to say one last time, we're going to say, sorry about Helen, how bronerum is Amadani. Okay, off we go. Uh, Thank you, Kim. Thank you, Kim. <laughs> I have no idea what's happening. Don't we have a, an exec producer? Oh, I just called you needed to Kim. I um, want 
needy. No, an Egypt. Egypt. Okay, right, yeah. That's all right, because that doesn't mean anything to me because it's not technically a word. <laughs> I also want to say massive thank you to our executive producers. Whoa, executive oh my God. Level. Technically, thank you for, our thank bosses. You for your money. Thank you for the money. Thank you for the money. Guy Goodman. Yes. And Simon Moore. Oh, lads, thanks. You guys are all heroes. And thank you to everyone who donates anything at all. We genuinely couldn't do this without you. And mm-hmm. um, this podcast is finally starting to pay for itself, which is so cool. We're so lucky. Oh, my god! I'm going to go build a bear, baby. We I'm going to build me we, a no, bear. We don't get paid yet, but that'll come. Guys, thank you so much for donating. Please, if you can't donate um, or you can't afford to donate, please uh, tell five people because that would be amazing. Tweet about the podcast. Instagram about the podcast. And that means so much to thank you to those of you who have already told five people. We know who you are and we really appreciate it. It. Absolutely. You. If you do want to donate, patreon.com forward slash trusty hogs for three pounds, you get early access to all of our episodes. For five, you get that plus extra episodes, an extra episode a week. For 10, you get those things plus 10% off tickets and merch. For 15, those things plus a signed poster, 20 quid, all of that, plus you get to be a producer and get a free mug. And for 50 quid a month, I guess you're insane. You get to be an exec producer, producer you get all those benefits, you get a mug and you get a personalised episode and just I will for come you. and share in your bed. And Helen will not <laughs> come to your house. And I think that in and of itself I is a benefit. Share in your bed. Uh, please follow us at Trusty Hogs on all social media. That's TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter. Those are the only ones because they're the only ones we're on. Email us if you have a problem. Trust us with your problem at trustyhogs at gmail.com. And please review us and thank you for all of your rating so far they really make a difference yeah tell a friend thank you for listening and god thank bless you. us everyone <laughs> yeah thanks for the sweet sweet cash we love you deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com trip for free shipping and 365-day returns.